Well, praise the Lord. Guess where we are today? We're in the Word. Yes, always in the Word. The Word is life and health unto our flesh. And we're going to look at John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Turn with me. Get your Bibles ready. Uh, or get your phone ready. You know, put it on your phone and whatever. You can do that. But we're going to read God's Word. And then we're going to look at it in detail. All right, let me put my spectacles on. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Today in our series of I Am, we're looking at Jesus saying, I am the door. I am the door. The sheep enter the pen through the door. And the shepherd then, to make sure that the sheep would be safe, he would lie down at the door of the pen to protect the sheep. He, he would make sure that they would be safe at all times. So the sheep shepherd is the protector of the sheep. Now when it says down in verse 9, it says that they, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Well, does that mean the sheep go out by themselves and let's go have a party somewhere? I don't know. No, what it's saying is that when they go in and out is that they are going to be secure and safe in Christ because he is the door to the sheep's daily comings and goings. He's, he's always going to provide for them. He's always going to protect his his flock, he's going to protect his sheep. Therefore, they will always feel safe. They won't have to worry about it. I've never known a sheep to worry about it. I never talked with one anyway. But for me, I don't worry about it. Why? Well, because over in Song 91. Oh, my one of my favorites. This is what I use all the time. Never fails. Every time I go somewhere... My wife, Frankie, and I, we just we, we pray this all the time. 
we know we it, it always takes place. Over in Song 91, verses 9 through 11. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. And that's important. Once we have come into the sheepfold and made him our dwelling place, then no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. See, the shepherd's going to take care of his sheep. No plague, nothing. No COVID-19 is coming near my dwelling because the shepherd is taking care of me. I'm his sheep. You are too. you got to know that. For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes your ways don't line up with his ways. And even when you go off in the wrong direction or go off and do something wrong, he still, the shepherd, is going to always protect you. Always. Oh, I just tell you, so I've got a shepherd that's my protector. You do too. Hallelujah. Never fails. Now, Jesus is the only door. Only door. Only way into the presence of God. Now, I'm going to uh, ask John, and he, he doesn't have a microphone. That's okay, because he's just going to shout it out to me. Uh, John, uh, when we came up here to this room, uh, there was uh, more than one door to come through. This room has only one door, Frank. Has only one door? <laughs> yes, Pastor Frank. There's one door into you this room. You mean this? Uh, that door there is the only way to get into this room? That is the only door to get in here. Uh, yes, someone can't climb up on the outside and come through the window. That would take a great effort. <laughs> <laughs> so there is only one door into this room. That's correct, sir. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, uh, I, 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 John, since you got the microphone, I'll give you another question. Okay. How many right, doors? How many doors were there to the ark? There was one door. One door. There was one door. So there was only one door into the ark of safety That's before correct. the flood came. That you're exactly right. There was one. Oh door. my God! Just one way in. Well, I got another question. All right. <laughs> Keep this mic right here. There you go. Uh, how many uh, entrances? How many doors? Or how many gates into the the tabernacle? Oh, one. 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 Yeah. Into the very presence of God. Mm. It goes one. One. Now, Jesus said, listen, I am the door. That's good, Frank. And I am the only door into the presence of God. That's all. Period. There is no other way. Uh, I'm going to turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, I got my Holy Spirit uh, paper clips here today. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. And it says, For through Him, through Jesus, we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. So it's only through Jesus that we have access to our Heavenly Father. He is the only entranceway through which we can come to our Heavenly Father who made us 
and wants to take care of us and provide for us. So Jesus is that only way. Now, in verse 8 of chapter 10 of John, it says, Jesus said, listen, all who came before me, they are thieves and robbers. <laughs> uh, but the sheep did not hear them. Everybody, There are people out there that want to lead you astray. They want to lead you into another way to get into heaven. They want to lead you to another way to be saved. They want to get you into another way that you can do this and this and this and everything's going to be okay. Jesus said, I am the only way. I am the door. Everybody else is a thief and robber. They're trying to get something from you. Yeah, they're going to steal your soul. That's what they're going to do. You're going to wind up losing everything that you got. So Jesus said, listen, there's nobody else. Now, one good thing about it all is in verse 3 of chapter 10 of John, to him the doorkeeper opens to the shepherd and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his sheep by name and leads them. They hear the, they hear the voice of their shepherd. They know that voice. I watch a lot of westerns and so does Rick. And I tell you that, you know, some of the, one of the ones I watch all the time is uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, and he always, he always rides the same horse. Now, that horse recognizes him. How? Through his voice. What he says to them, he's friendly, and he's going to let him ride him. That's what Jesus said. My sheep, they hear my voice. They know that voice. And they recognize that. And they're going to always follow Jesus because they're not going to go astray and follow somebody else. Now, so we need Jesus as our door. We've got to have Jesus as our door. I'm going to turn over to Jeremiah. What does Jeremiah have to do with all of this? Well, we're going to find out. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. In other words, it's incurably sick. Hmm. Who can know it? So what God is saying is our innermost being without Jesus, we're just terrible. We just... There's no way to be cured at all. We can't. We just. We just totally sick. Verse ten. I, the Lord, search the heart, and I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So God knows if you are saved or not. He knows if you have gone through the door and not some other door. Because he knows where your heart is. He looks at the inside. He doesn't look at what you have on the outside. You dress nice like I am today. But you don't have any, you know, whatever. He always looks at the internal person who they are. And he says, listen, without Jesus, you're sick. Now, what is the heart? The heart is a person's inner yearnings. Hmm. Right now. I'm yearning for some lunch. <laughs> no, maybe <laughs> that's not wrong. I know I, that's not right. 
But your innermost being cries out for something, doesn't it? You don't realize that. Your heart is your deepest thoughts. Your heart is your your inner self, the very self yourself. So what does Jesus say about this situation? Well, we're going to turn over to Mark chapter chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, verses 20 through 23. Jesus is talking about the heart. And remember, my Jeremiah said it's just desperately ill, sick, I mean, incurable. And here's Jesus talking about the heart in Mark 7, 20 and following. He said, Jesus said, What comes out of the man, that defiles a man. For within, within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a man. Whoa. No wonder Jeremiah said, it is incurable. <laughs> you can't cure yourself if you had to, because all of that is what comes out of you when you're not walking through the door. When you're not going through the, the Jesus as the door. All of that. Let me read that again. It's terrible. Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. Whew. Man, you're talking about being sick. I tell you, I don't think a doctor could cure that. He couldn't do heart surgery on you to get all that out. No way in the world. So, we need Jesus. Anybody agree with that? <laughs> I do. I tell you, we got to have Jesus. Oh, over in Ephesians chapter uh, 2, Ephesians 2, uh, here we go, 2, verse 1. And you, he, God, made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. I can imagine that with all that stuff going on inside of me, that, that was just deadness. It was nothing alive whatsoever that would proclaim God to this world. Nothing. No life whatsoever. Just all sin in you who were dead in trespasses and sin, He made alive. Jesus made alive. So God sent His Son to save us. Oh, to save us. Well, how to enter the door. That's the key. And now we, know we needed help, and we know that Jesus is the door. How are we going to get into through the door? Well, remember, first of all, we looked at Jesus said, I am the bread. So we need to partake of Jesus as the bread of life. Now, I did that one weekend 
The last weekend in March of 1974, a lay witness weekend at the church that I was attending, and they started talking to Jesus. And I heard a and I heard a man who just got out of prison talking about Jesus, how he saved his life. Jesus. Jesus was being brought up the whole weekend. So therefore, I was beginning for the very first time to partake of the bread, the bread of life. It was coming into me, and, and my innermost being was beginning to digest it all, beginning to take it in, beginning to, to, to wonder, uh, is there a chain come? I began to digest all that bread for the whole weekend and seeing a miracle before my eyes on Sunday morning. I mean, you've got to partake of Jesus. Somehow, someway, someone's going to tell you about Jesus. Someone's going to lead you to Jesus. Someone's going to begin to plant seeds in you and you begin to partake of that, the bread of life. And why? Because the next thing Jesus said, I am the light. When you begin to partake of Jesus, then a light begins to shine. And you begin to see something that you've never seen before. It's as if you've been walking in a dark room and just bumping into things all your life. But now a light begins to shine into you. And you, you, your eyes are beginning to open and you begin to see clearly now for the first time so that what? Jesus said, I am the door. Now you can enter in through the door. Enter in through the door because now you see it. You couldn't see it before because you were walking in darkness. You couldn't see it before because you weren't partaking of the bread that was being presented to you, maybe. And, and next thing you know, you begin to take it in and digest it, and the light comes on, and next thing you know, you see the entranceway, the door, for the very first time. Now, uh, Jesus said, <laughs> in Matthew chapter 7, uh, He said, now you're going to enter. You need to enter the door. But verse 13 and 14 said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way. Difficult. Difficult or confined is the way which leads to life, and there are a few who find it. Jesus said, Listen, Everybody else is walking in that big gate. They, they're walking in that gate, and they're just going the wrong way. But I've got a gate that's it's narrow, and it's difficult because it's gonna, you're going to have to make a difficult decision to be able to change your life, to be able to have something in you that's got to change. And you're going to have the Holy Spirit come in. You're going to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and it's going to be a change in your life. And it's a narrow, narrow gate. Narrow. It's not something that's easy to get through. But it is if you say yes. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, listen, 
There is a narrow gate. Now, so first of all, to enter the door, you've got to partake of Jesus. You, then you got to, the light will begin to shine, and then you will realize, hey, this entranceway is, is not, it's a narrow gate to get there. So then, actually, what is my part in all this? Well, um, Romans chapter 10, verses nine, verse 9. Oh, we can go verse 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, oh, that's where all the darkness was. That's where all that sin and my innermost being, my inner yearning thoughts and all that, if I believe in my innermost being, not with my mind. I mean, there are many people that believe, you know, Jesus was alive, you know, and believe in God and all this, and, and many people that were crosses and not saved. But, they, 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 you know, he was real, yeah. But they got to believe in your innermost being, in your heart. That God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to tell him to come in and, and clean up all this mess in my life. I'm going to tell him to come in, and then I'm saved. Uh, uh, that's one part. He said, the other part, you've got to say it with your mouth. Oh, ho, ho. You see, it's just not a matter of just going and living right. It's a matter of confessing. I went to the, uh, the doctor to get an echocardiogram to check to see if I had a heart, and I was lying there on the, uh, the table, whatever you call the thing that you lie on. And uh, I looked up at her and said, do you know Jesus? She said, "Yes, I do," and and I says, uh, and I asked her if she's getting married, and after she married, she said, "No, but I'm getting married in February." So you know, uh, you gotta confess it with your mouth too. You can't just lie there and be a nice person. You got to confess it with your mouth. You got to bring it out so that people will have the opportunity then to say yes or no, or you can help them to come to know Jesus. Well. So, you got that's what you need to do. Partake of Jesus as the bread. You you got to let then the light shine. You got to realize it's a narrow way, and then you got to come and believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's way you're going to enter through the door. Now, when you enter through that door, Jesus said. In verse 4 of John chapter 10, he said, Now, when he brings out his own sheep and he goes before them, and sheep follow him, for they know his voice. You begin to follow Jesus because you begin to, you know that he know that you know that you're saved. You don't have any question. You don't get up tomorrow morning and say, I wonder if. No, never face. You know and you begin to follow Jesus because you know His voice. Now, there are two ways to live in this world today. Uh, and Jesus goes into verse 10 of chapter 10 of John and gives you two alternatives. The thief 
does not come except to steal, kill, or to destroy. Now, you can live by the world's way. Or Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that more abundant, or you can live Jesus' way. Two different ways. Now, one more verse. Here in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Right here in one verse gives you the two choices. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded. To be flesh, to walk in your flesh. And you know, your flesh wants to walk the way of the world, and that's where the devil rules, and it's going to end up stealing from you, killing you, destroying your life completely. But then if you walk in a spiritual way, you have life and peace, and that's the way Jesus offers. So the question I want to leave you with is, what is your choice? See, uh, Jesus has already made his choice. The Father's already made his choice. Now, what is your choice? He leaves the choice up to us. We can say yes or no. I believe it burdens his heart when someone rejects him. When someone, I believe he. Now, I don't, I don't see this, but I, that's what I would feel. My compassion would bring tears to my eyes to see someone go off in the wrong direction. So what is your choice? Where are you going? Are you going through the door or are you going through the way of the world? Let me pray for you. Father, today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe for every person that's watching today has made the right choice or will make the right choice to walk through the door, Jesus, and that's who you are. And in that, we are protected. You are our shepherd. Receive him today as your door. Partake of him. See the light and walk in the entranceway that he's given you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon.